0: shalom brethren i trust you are all well and have been enjoying staying at home and having church and today we are going to have our church again at home this is your pastor richard uh, coming to you at home online please i trust that you are tuned in and let's see what the lord is going to tell us today, and I believe he has got good message, words of hope, and encouragement because he's always with us. Last Sunday, we introduced the topic, and we said the topic, or rather, the, the, um, the title of our message would be Fear Not. We will continue with it today. But today we'll be able to see why we should not fear and what we ought to do so that we can overcome fear. Last last Sunday, we looked at the scripture, First Timothy one seven, that says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love." And self-discipline we cannot afford to fear what we are facing today because we know who we are and we know what we have and we know to whom we belong first of all just remind you you are a child of God And you have the spirit of God. And the spirit that you have is not of fear and timidity. Instead, the Bible tells me, the spirit that you have, which is the spirit of Christ himself, is the spirit of power, is the spirit of love, and self-discipline. Brethren, with this kind of weapon. All spirits that has power, that has love, and self-discipline, we cannot be defeated by the devil, even if he comes through coronavirus. We are winners, and we shall remain winners, because that is who we are in Christ Jesus. So i like to encourage you, even at this time, at home, I know you have faced some challenges, you have some anxieties, wondering when will this be over. As I have said earlier, I believe this is not going to last for a long time. Soon we shall be back in our normal activities. We shall be back to work. We shall be back to church. We shall be free to visit. We shall be free to greet each other the way we are used to. I am sure many of you are missing that hug, that heart shake. I want to assure you it is going to come back. Why do I say it is going to come back? Because I have confidence in the promises of the Lord. Because he is the one who has promised us that even at such a time, When we call upon his name, and we saw that, that the medicine that we need, it is to call upon the name of the Lord with humility, with prayers, with repentance. And the Lord promised us that he will hear from heaven and will forgive our sins and heal the Lord. The Lord is getting healed, I believe. The Lord is with us. And I'm encouraged, though the numbers of those that are infected or affected by coronavirus are rising, we are also encouraged that our CS for Health reported to us that there was no additional um, uh, uh, people uh, the, the last couple of days. We want to thank God, and we want to believe that this thing is going to be over. Praise the Lord. So be encouraged, my brother, my sister, the Lord has not forsaken you. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus as you apply and utilize the weapon that you have, and that is the spirit of God that is not, that is not of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Today, I would like to remind you one thing. For you to be able to win this battle against fear, you need to know who you are in Christ. And I want to remind you that you are a child of God. And as I've told you before, that Jesus Christ himself promised us that when he goes to the Father, He was not going to leave us. He said he will come back together with the Father and they would make a home in us. So the first thing that you need to remind remind yourself is that you are a dwelling place for God. You are a dwelling place for God. And if you are a dwelling place for God, will God forget you? Will God allow you? To be defeated the answer is he cannot allow his house to be defeated he cannot allow his house to be demolished of course the weather sometimes hits on the house on the on our house the rains come and they they pour the they they pour on the roofs of the house but the rains do not destroy the house why because the owner of the house Take, has taken enough care and that house has proper foundation. It is properly loved, It cannot be destroyed by the rains. I want to assure you that the coronavirus, which may come to us like rains or weed or storm, whatever we, we may call it, it will not overpower us because we are the temple of of The Holy Spirit and the Lord has made a dwelling place in us according to John 14 verse 23 as the Lord Jesus would tell us if you know that you know who you are that you house God he has chosen to dwell in you I want to assure you that God in heaven is aware of that there is coronavirus in Kenya. He is also aware that he has his children who are in Kenya. He is aware that we are at home and we are not probably working normally as we should work. He is aware that the resources that we have are threatened. He is aware that there is some of us who fear what may happen tomorrow if there is total lockdown. I want to assure you that your father who created you in his image and in his likeness, and then he chose to come and live in you because you have become a child of God, he is not about to forget that you exist. And yes, he has promised he will always come through for us. Praise the Lord. We have the power. And we have the authority. Last time we saw in the book of Luke chapter 9, and why am I repeating this? I am repeating this because I want you to know that you have authority to overcome every challenge in life that may bring fear in your situation or in your life. And this is what Jesus says. One day, Luke chapter 9, verse 12. One day, Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God And to heal the sick praise the Lord this is an assignment that Jesus has given to his disciples he calls them together but before he tells them what to do we are told he gave them power and authority praise the Lord He gave them power and authority. To do what? Power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. And after that, then he sent them out to everyone to tell them about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Brethren, our assignment on earth is bigger than what we think. You may be a banker, and you may think that all that you're supposed to do is to work for that bank, earn some money, and make uh, yourself comfortable. Your assignment is bigger than that. You may be a teacher, and teaching profession is great. You are molding the lives of the young ones. Your assignment is not just to Do what the Ministry of Education tells you to do. Your assignment is bigger than that. You may be a farmer, doing farming, helping to grow crops that will help us to alleviate poverty and famine. Yes, you are doing a good job, but I want to remind you, again, your assignment on earth is greater than being a farmer. What is your assignment? Your assignment is to go out there and tell them about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God gives people hope and assurance. The kingdom of God removes fear. If you want to overcome fear, you must understand what is this kingdom that we are talking about. This kingdom is the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he is the one who called the 12. And after he called them, he gave them power and authority. My brother, my sister, you have power, you have authority. The power and the authority that you have is from above. It is not from the earth. The power and authority that you can draw from the earth is limited. Because it is given to you by human beings. And what human beings give, they can also take it away from you. But when God gives you power and he gives you authority, that power and authority is permanent. The only time you can lose it is when you yourself say, I don't need it. And you choose to disobey God. Then you will lose it. But as long as you follow the rules and instructions, that power and authority that has been deposited in you remains with you even at such a time when the world is in a state of fear. The other day, we saw that the leaderships of the world, they have given up. And I thank God for those that are bold enough to admit that they cannot now be able to do anything, for they have done all that they know and they could have done to deal with the violence, but they are unable. I commend those leaders, those president and prime ministers that have acknowledged that they are defeated. And they did not just stop there. They now chose to turn to God in heaven. To seek divine Power, intervention from above. Because what we are facing, we cannot be able to deal with it on our own. We need God. And that's why God has given you power, you who is a believer. You have power, you have authority. So when others are fearful, it is your responsibility to encourage them how do you encourage them by giving them hope how do you give them hope by telling them the lord god who is in heaven also dwells in us and he would like us to know him praise god let me not go into the details of explaining to you how to witness for you know how to witness but let the people who are surrounding you see the difference between you and them because If they see the difference, if you are courageous like Joshua, if you are not fearful like they are fearful, then they will wonder, what is it that you have? And it is that which you have that will give you the opportunity now to share the kingdom or the gospel of Christ, which is what the world needs. The other day, that last Sunday, as we spoke, we said, God is the one who set nations. He knows there is a country called America. He knows there's a nation called China. He knows there's a nation called Kenya. Why did he set even the boundaries? So that they may seek his face, although he is not very far from them. But what has the world done? We have all turned away from God. And we have trusted in our ability to handle things for ourselves because we have knowledge, we have technology, and we have money. But a small virus has proved that knowledge, money, and technology is not sufficient. You need divine intervention. I would like to speak to you who is listening to me. If you are not a believer... If you have not given your life to Jesus, I would like you to know that you need Jesus to be able to live comfortably on this earth. It is not more money that you need. It is not power that you need. No, what you need is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, because in him you have authority. In him you have power. In him you have peace and confidence. You can face anything with Jesus. Brethren, we need to deal with this thing called fear that has gripped the earth today because of a virus. How do we deal with this? We need to fight. And what type of fight are we going to fight? First Timothy, chapter 6, verse 12. This is what the Bible says. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Or fight the good fight of faith. Paul would tell Timothy, Because there is a fight that we need to fight. The enemy has introduced fear into the world today. Why do I say the enemy? Because as I've always said, God is not evil. God has not introduced coronavirus. What he has done, he has allowed the devil to introduce coronavirus. And because God uses anything... To speak to us to draw our attention he has allowed the evil one to introduce evil into the world so how do we win this battle you can only win the battle if you fight properly and how do you fight properly you fight when you have the right you have the you have you you know the battlefield you need to know the, ty- the battlefield. You also need to know what the types of weapons that you need to use in that battlefield. You need to know your enemy, his capacity. You also need to know your strength. What strength do you have? Before you fight the good fight. Because a good fight is a fight that you win. You cannot call a fight a good fight if you lose. So we start by saying we are fighting the good fight. And we are fighting this good fight with confidence we shall win. Why? Because it is a fight of faith. We may not have the weapons, the physical weapons. We may not have the vaccine. We may not have the medicine. But we have faith to deal with this Issue that is facing us today And not just this issue Of the virus. We have many things That have threatened humanity We have even other diseases That are fatal We have diseases like cancer That are taking so many lives We have diseases like malaria And diabetics. But because we have medicine For those diseases We are comfortable But the truth is They are taking more life than even coronavirus. We need to know that we are in a battle. And in this battle, we have an enemy. The enemy is the devil himself. How should you fight this battle? First of all, you must tell yourself, I am entering into this battle not to lose but to win. How do I know that I'm not going to lose? Because I am fighting a good fight of faith. Praise the Lord. That's a, that's 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 what gives me the confidence. This fight I'm fighting is a good fight of faith. And this fight that I'm fighting, I am not alone. I'm already have already been given authority. I've already been given power, and that gives me confidence. I can face the enemy from any front, but I need to understand the battle arena or field. Ephesians 6, verse 12. Ephesians 6, verse 12 tells us. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I said we need to understand the battle arena or the battlefield. You cannot face the enemy without knowing where the battlefield is. If you are to fight the enemy, you need to prepare the battlefield. And a good fighter is the one who understands and studies the arena very well and has some advantage over the enemy. Sometimes it is easier to fight a battle in a familiar territory than in an unfamiliar territory. In this case, we are being told, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, where are they in the heavenly realm? I want you to understand that the battlefield is not going to be won on earth. That's why we started by saying Paul would tell the Ephesians, we are not lessering though we are human and we are on this earth we are not lessering or we are not fighting against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood means we are not fighting a physical battle on earth. It's not a physical battle. I know sometimes when we face challenges we tend to think that the problems we are facing are emanating from some people probably. Maybe someone has robbed you long and you think the problems you are facing is because of this person. Sometimes we look at the circumstances. Today we may look at the circumstances that we are facing today and we might think that our problems are emanating from the coronavirus, all the economic downtown, all some people who have worked against us. That is a long focus. You will be fighting your battle in the wrong arena or in the long battlefield. That is this physical world. And I want to tell you something. The devil likes engaging us in this arena. Why does he like engaging, engaging us in this arena? Because he is quite familiar with, the, with this type of arena. He is a familiar with the work of the flesh. He is a familiar with the earth and its inhabitants. Because he has managed to capture the people who dwell on earth. And he has managed to convince most of them that he is the one who is in church. I want to remind you, child of God, that the devil cannot win the battle that is fought in the heavenly realm. He is not familiar with with the spiritual world in the heavenlies. Yes, of course he has his spiritual world as well, but his is limited. The one you and I can be able to access is where Christ himself is seated. And he is not seated there alone. i like you to see it. Ephesians, Chapter 2, verse 6. Can we start 5, maybe? Okay. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses or sin, made us alive together with Christ. I like that. There was a time we were dead in sin. But Christ raised us, and he made us alive together with Christ. He did not just made us alive, and raised us up together. As Christ was raised, we rose together with him. As he ascended to heaven, he ascended together with us. And he made us to see together in the heavenly place in Christ. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand, my brother, my sister, that you are totally different. You are not who you think you are. You might be thinking that you belong to this world because you operate from this world. But the real you, who is in Christ Jesus, has already been raised together with him, and you have ascended with him. And where he is seated, Paul tells us, we are seated together with him in the heavenly place, in his place of authority. In other words, where he is seated on that seat of authority, you are seated together with Christ. This is why you must win this battle. You fight in the spiritual realm. That is where you are able to dislodge principalities. You are able to deal with the strongholds of Satan. You are able to deal with the lures of darkness that affect us now on earth. And if you may you may be asking, where does this coronavirus come from? They are rulers of darkness. They are evil spirits. They are powers of darkness. And that is why we cannot be able to find a cure for it at this time. Why? Because this is not just a physical battle. It is also a spiritual battle meant to take away the peace of the world. But thank be to God that he has decided to use the same to draw man to himself because God uses anything to accomplish his purpose. My message to you, when you know the arena properly, and as I've told you, there are two arenas. There are two fields of the battle. There is the physical one. If you go back to uh, 6.12, There is the physical arena. That is this world that we live in. It is this fresh that you operate in. That is a physical one. And that's why you are being told, you do not fight against the physical things. You do not fight against your your neighbor who has wronged you. There is someone else behind your neighbor who has caused your neighbor to act against you. And if you understand that, then you do not fight your neighbor. You fight the real enemy, and that's the devil himself. And how do you fight him? You fight him in the spiritual realm. You engage, what is this that he has used to cause my neighbor to act against me? If we understand that, it will be very easy for us to win this war, even against coronavirus, it is not a physical one, it is a spiritual battle. And when you engage the enemy in the heavenlies, you know, if you want, when an when eagle catches a snake and fries with it up there the ego is able to deal with the snake in the air because that is the ego's arena or battlefield the snake has never gone into the air the snake will not be able to fight the ego but if the ego engages the snake on the ground there is a possibility that the ego can be can be can be beaten so even as we need to be wise to engage the enemy in an arena where we can win. And that is the spiritual arena that you need to engage the enemy in. Second point that you need to know. Because for you to deal with the fear, you need to fight it. And we have seen you need to fight it in the right arena. Wrestling not against flesh and blood. The second step that you need to know is to utilise the proper weapons, which works. Because you can have weapons that may not work. So, what are these weapons that we need to utilise? The weapon that you need to utilise is found in the second, second Corinthians chapter ten. Verse three and four yeah okay for although we walk in the fresh we do not war according to the flesh. though we walk in the flesh, though we are human beings that operate on this earth we do not war according to to the fresh. How do we fight? For the weapons of our warfare. Please note, the weapons of our warfare, they are not cannon. They are not of the fresh. They are not man-made. But they are mighty in God. For what? For pulling down strongholds. You cannot be able to deal with the enemy if you do not have the right weapons. If your weapons are physical, if you are relying on your education or technology or the neighbors or the governments of the day, you will discover that you cannot win this battle. But if you rely on the proper weapons... Spiritual weapons, they have the capacity to bring down the strongholds of the enemy. What is a stronghold? It's a fortified base. Sometimes Satan has fortified bases. The only way to be able to bring it down is to operate in the spiritual. Accessing the authority. Remember we said you are seated with Christ. That is where the real authority comes from. When you exercise that, you'll be able to bring down the strongholds of Satan. You'll be able to deal with a... a, Let's just move on to the next one, please. You'll be able to move on to the next weapon that helps you to cast down arguments and every high thing that exhorts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ my brother my sister we have the right weapons through Christ Jesus because we are seated together with him these are the weapons that we are supposed to exercise if you exercise this weapon you will be able to fight that good fight That we fight of faith. When you fight the good fight of faith, you will win. Praise the Lord. You will win because you are fighting from the heavenly arena and not the physical arena. Praise the Lord. I trust you are getting encouraged, I trust you are getting equipped. I trust now you know who you are, that you are a child of God. The Lord lives in you. The spirit of God is in you. And the spirit that you have is not of fear and timidity. It's the spirit of power. The spirit that is able to bring down strongholds. The spirit that is able to demolish arguments and deal with the issues of life. And elevate you to a place of victory why because it is the will of god that you may win this battle because when you win the battle the lord uses you to witness to the world let's see corotians chapter 2. Horatians chapter 2. You could see from verse 10. Okay, let's, you can start from, we could, we could start from the, for in him dwells all fullness of the Godhead. For in him dwells all fullness of God the Godhead, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities. Just to emphasize, when you are in Christ, you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and power. That is why you cannot be defeated. You cannot be defeated. Let me repeat that. There is no way you can lose this battle when you are in Christ. We are not going to lose you to coronavirus. Let me encourage you. It doesn't matter what happens. And I'm not telling you to be careless. Follow the government instructions. Keep social distance, yes. But I want to assure you you are not, we, we are not going to lose you to coronavirus. Why? Because the one who is in you has made you complete also in him. And you can be able to deal with anything that comes your way when you are in Christ Jesus. And then you ask, but why am I going through some of the tough things that I'm going through? if this is who I am in Christ, if I can deal with all principalities, if Satan is under my feet, as the Bible tells me, why do I still get sick? Why do I go without money? Why did I lose that job? Why am I still not married? I want to tell you something when you are at war with the enemy even if you are poised to win the battle and the enemy knows that there is no way he will ever be able to defeat you as long as there is no peace agreement or truce you are still technically at war with the devil, even if you have captured a territory. So what does he do? He likes intimidating. So you wake up one day and think, decide this guy has been comfortable for a while. We are at war with him. We know we can't win this war, but we can disrupt his peace. That's what the devil does. So he will attack you with a disease. But can that disease defeat you? No. Your your healing has already been provided for. Praise God. Your healing has already been provided for. So do not worry about what you are going through today. The fact is, you have won this battle. You cannot Lose, you will never lose, because Christ has already defeated the enemy. If you got Colossians two fifteen, as we close, we could start from B fourteen there. Having wiped out the hard written of requirements that was against us, there was a, a document or a charge sheet that was written against us. And the devil held that charge sheet because when Adam sinned and humanity sinned, then he took over and he accused us of sinning against God. And he has a charge sheet against us. But Colossians tells us that that hard hard written, hard writing requirements that was against us was wiped away by Jesus. He took it and he has taken it out of the way. And he nailed it on the cross. And verse fifteen says, "Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle or a public show, triumphing over them in it." Brethren, what else do we need? We have victory, Christ won the victory for us and he also gave us the same authority and he has assured us as long as we engage the devil in the heavenly realm using the right weapons we are winners that's my message to you today fear not you have won the battle you are not alone Christ is on your side. Victory is the song that you need to sing. May the Lord bless you and encourage you even as you continue to enjoy the fellowship of the Holy Spirit at home. I trust that you are at home. I trust that you are taking advantage of this season. And as I told you before, please, fellowship, with the members of your family. Teach your children some good values. You've always probably longed to have time with them. Now you have time with them. Make use of the family altar. Teach them to pray. Pray together in the evenings. Pray together when you wake up in the morning as you have breakfast. By the time we are through with this, you will discover the benefits that will have accrued to us and our families. It's not a loss to us that we are at home. We are taking advantage of this season that God has given us. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you uh, for reasoning. Amen. You could be there watching me. And you have heard the message that the Lord delivered to us today. And you are not born again. And you would like to give your life to Jesus. You would like to win this battle. You cannot win it outside Christ. You need to give your life to Jesus. If you are there and you would like to give your life to Jesus, I would like you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. But today, I have heard your word, and I would like to give my life to you. I repent my sins, and I commit my life to you. And from today, I will follow you. Help me, O Lord. And I pray for you. Father, I pray for those that have listened to me, and especially those that have committed their life to you. I pray, O God Almighty, that you reveal yourself to them. May they know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God, and that you are with them and you will never leave them. I pray for anyone else who need prayers today. There may be someone who is struggling. You may be sick. I want you to believe together with me that the Lord is able to heal you. As I pray this prayer, Father, again in heaven, I pray for your Children, oh God, and especially the ones that may be suffering some pain, oh God. There may be some that are already sick, even with coronavirus. I pray for them in the name of Jesus, that they may receive their healing according to your word, O oh God. You are the Lord that healeth. And Father, we believe, O oh King of glory, that by Your the stripes of your son Jesus, we were healed. And we proclaim healing to anyone who need healing. And any other needs that your children have, oh God, you have the answer. I pray that you provide to each one of them, Lord Jesus. May they lack nothing because, Father, you are a good God and a provider. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hope to see you all, uh, to interact again with you next Sunday or in the course of the week, you may be. Uh, receiving some, some of us coming to you again online, some elders may be coming to you online, please take advantage, listen to the messages, and share them out with other people who may not necessarily be members of DCN. God bless you, God bless you. And you can also remember that we are still having church. We still have bills to pay. Please remember to use the pay bill numbers to pay your tithe and to pay or to give your offering and to uh, uh, redeem your prejudice as the Lord continues to bless you. Life is normal, and the Lord knows who we are and what we need. He will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. May the Lord bless you and keep you again and again.